Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's edition of the Ponty Rugby Show, broadcast on your local radio station, GTFM. I'm Gitto Davis of the Ponty Media Team. I'll be with you for the next half hour or so, hosting the show which deals with all things related to your local Premiership Rugby Club, Pontypridd RFC. Ponty were back in action last Saturday, after almost a five-week layoff as they hosted Newport at Sardis Road. But it wasn't the best of performances, and certainly not the right result for Ponty. More about that later. Our special guest on the show tonight will be senior squad player Chris Dickamides, better known to us all just as Dicko. Over 350 appearances for Ponty to date, he's also been a senior Cardiff Blue, a Barbarian, and has won international honours with Cyprus. Plenty to talk about with Dicko in a short while. Another round of Six Nations matches will be played this coming weekend, the big one being England versus Wales at Twickenham. Our correspondent, Keris Davis, will give her take on the campaign and on that game. Plenty to look forward to on the Ponty Rugby Show this evening, but we start with a regular weekly update of the happenings and events at Ponty RFC, the news round presented by Grace Reynolds. After almost a five-week break from action, Pontypridd's return to league duties last Saturday was far from inspiring, going down to a disappointing 12 points to 17 home defeat against Newport. Ponty failed to score a try in comparison to Newport's three touchdowns and failed to impress in what was overall a below-standard encounter. A losing bonus point was the only positive of the day, the result seeing Pontypridd drop from fourth to fifth position in the table, with the battle for a top six finish and qualification for next season's cross-border competition against Scottish clubs now very much on. Next step for Pontypridd is an away Premiership tie against Merthyr to be played on Saturday 7th March and kicking off at 1pm. Reigning champions Merthyr are currently 6th place in the league table, level on points with Ponty but having won one game less. The result of this Valleys Derby will have a huge bearing on the league rankings, the Pontypridd Supporters Club are organising a coach travel to Merthyr, departing Sardis Road at 12 noon and returning after the final whistle. To book a seat on the bus, please contact Phil Lysette on 01443 662 561. The Six Nations tournament resumes this coming Saturday, although under threat from the spread of coronavirus, with the Island v Italy game already called off. England will, however, host Wales at Twickenham in a grudge match between the old enemies, kicking off at 4.45pm. All the action will be screened live in the Sardis Road Clubhouse with complimentary food served during the half-time break and live entertainment to follow provided by live act Phil Zabicki. All are most welcome to attend. Pontypridd RFC is still on the hunt for someone to step into the club mascot role of the Ponty Panther. A suitable person is required to be available on most home match days, someone outgoing and reliable. Anyone interested who would like to discuss taking on the role please contact Media Officer Gitto Davis by email to media at ponty.net or by phone on 07395 290 493. The Ponte squad were wearing rainbow laces for last Saturday's game against Newport in support of the campaign to make sport everyone's game. Rainbow Laces has helped foster positive attitudes towards LGBT people in sport by calling for an end to the discrimination they face. The club are proud to take part in the campaign to make sport all-inclusive for all players, supporters and officials, regardless of race, creed or sexuality. 
The best way to keep track of everything going on at Sardis Road, matches and events, and all the latest news and views from Pontypridd RFC, is by logging on to the club website, www.ponty.net, and on our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to me, Grace Reynolds, on the Ponty Rugby News Round. Thank you, Grace. Uh, it's time now to welcome our special guest on the show, Chris Dicamidis, who joins us over the phone. Well, thank you for joining us this evening, Chris. Um, no problem. I'll start off. I'm going to get all the bad vibes, all the pain out of the way and um, talk about last Saturday's game against Newport. It was a five-week break, wasn't it, without any action for Ponty and then into this home game, game against Newport. I've got to say... As a supporter, you know, and somebody reporting on the game, it wasn't the best game to watch. To play in it, could you take any more positives out of it? To, to be honest, it wasn't the best game to play in either. It's, uh, you know, the stop-start, the weather and everything, the building cap, the break, like you mentioned, five weeks of playing. But yeah, it's just pure frustration, I think. I, think, I know probably over my last three years, it's probably the worst performance we put in. But, you know, full credit to Newport. You know, they took the, the win and we got to lick our wounds now and look forward to uh, Mesa next Saturday, or this Saturday, sorry. I've talked to a couple of players, you know, on this show over the past few weeks and they all seem to say, looking at the House of Pain, Sardis Road is a sort of a fortress and those home games and the results are really important. So that must be one that hurt quite badly last Saturday. Yeah, I think I read on Twitter or Facebook or something that, you know, Newport and won at Sardis for 13 years, you know, so I mean, we're proud of is our home record. I think only Abraba have won at Sardis this year and that was a, a last minute penalty kick. So yeah, you know, you know, the big games like Merthyr and Cardiff when they roll in, we just gotta make sure now we take the wins, you know, against likes Newport, you know, Swansea to come there, Flandavery to come there. So, you know, we still got a couple of tough games at home leading into the um the Scottish games at the end of the season. It's a real battle now, isn't it, to finish in that top six? You mentioned the Scottish games and qualification for the following season for that competition is important. So this game against Merthyr next Saturday now, because they were level on points with us in the table between that fifth and sixth position. So this is another really crunch game for Ponty. Yeah, I think it's a, well, to be honest with you, it's a must-win game. Uh, I think whoever loses this game, you know, probably be struggling. You know, to finish in the top six. You know, some teams have got to play each other as well, so points will get dropped. But yeah, we just got to go up to Merthyr on Saturday, and you know, there's pressure on us to win, which it always is. But we just got pro performance in as well, and hopefully come away with the result. What's, what was the reaction like? You know, you had a training session last night, analysis, I imagine. What, what was the reaction to last Saturday, and you know, looking ahead to next Saturday? Then, how would you prepare for that? Yeah, the view, you know, we were open and honest as we always are, you know, the boys, you know, just got to take these things on the chin, like, one thing, the Ponty squad is, we are, like I said, we are an honest bunch, and, you know, if you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong, you know, when you've got played well, you know, when you've played by, you don't need, you know, footage to show you, but, yeah, the footage was there last night for all to see, and then, uh, when I've done a pitch and tried to rectify it, I got to say, probably forwards-wise, one of the hardest sessions I've had in probably about 10 years, actually, you know, Flying into each other, blood spilt and everything. Right, but, you know, yeah. We just got to get this right now, ready for uh, ready for Saturday. I suppose you can take heart. Um, the one thing that we beat Merthyr at home in the league earlier in the season, possibly Ponty's best performance of the season so far. So, is that something you can take into this next game now? 
mentioned a bit earlier you know qualification for that um, cross-border competition Scottish clubs how do you approach that as players I, I know the supporters are very interested it's a chance to travel long distance to follow Ponty but as players it's coming right at the end of a long season April and into May what sort of expectations have you got of this competition to be honest, I don't know what to expect really. I don't know what the standard of their rugby is like and you know what their teams are gonna be like, but we're going to open minded. Obviously we're going to every game to win and we'll try and finish up as high at that table as we can. Obviously we've got three away trips as well. You know, flying away is a bit different. I think, you know yeah. I don't think our flights are very kind to us. I think it's like three o'clock in the morning flights, you know, which is gonna be uh, hard right. to manage and then play in the evening or whatever. So yeah, it's completely different, isn't it? But it's something that we're looking forward to, and expectation-wise, I think it was very cliche. We just take you know each game as it comes, really. Well, it'll be interesting. Um, well, that's we've we've dealt with the the current season, and I'd like to look back a little bit now on your career. You know, you're uh, one of the senior players in the Ponty squad. You've been fully pro with the Blues, haven't you, during your career? But what would you say are the highlights of your playing career so far? Christ, um, highlights probably um, doing a double, the first double with Ponty. Obviously, I was captain then as well, so it was nice to lift both the trophies. And then, obviously, the season after, I signed for the Blues, but I come back to play in the cup final and the league playoff final as well. So, to do a double double with Ponty was special. Yeah. Uh, obviously, got the British and Irish games, you know, at home to Leinster, we went to extra time. The Doncaster away, I think we were like 20 odd points down. It's a fully pro Doncaster team, and you know we come back to beat them there. Right, that was uh, a good memory. Uh, so, and oh, the other Leinster game as well when Lewis Williams yeah. was around three quarters of the pitch, and then Locker scored in the corner. And we beat them by was a point or two points. Yeah, it's loads of good memories. You know, certain games that stick out as well. And, you know, cup finals and you know big games. Nice playing against Cardiff and teams like that. Sardis. Yeah. Was it a big decision? We mentioned you going um, fully pro with the Blues. Was that a, a big decision to make at the time? Yeah, at the time, you know, I was loving my rugby with Ponty. It's probably playing my best rugby at the time as well. So, you know, when the Blues come calling, I was slot taking as well. Obviously, I had considerations of work and family life and everything else. But, you know, these opportunities don't arise all the time. I think I was 28 at the time as well, so I knew you know, this is probably right. my last chance to have a you know a real crack at it. Obviously, Chief was up there as well, so I knew someone up there, there was a load of uh, ex-Ponty boys were up there, so I thought, you know, just got a crack at it. And, you know, I did really enjoy the the first two seasons up there, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. Well, what was the big difference, I'd imagine, the, the physicality, because you were training full-time then, would that be the biggest difference between... You know, playing for regional and uh, club rugby. Um, I wouldn't really say this regard. Yeah, probably the speed of the game. Right. I think the Premiership. I think is more physical than 
region of boxing playing against fitter men, bigger men, you know, on the weights and everything else. But, you know, as part of the programme of training, yeah, it's, a lot of it's quite mentally taxing as well because obviously in normal jobs you, where you have a, a one-to-one maybe once every six months but as a professional rugby player you're under the microscope every single day. Right. So you know if you mess up in training or you know you do something wrong in the game it's going to be pulled up. Obviously you don't want to be pulled up in front of your peers so you know every day was like like a one-to-one really so you have to be on the ball you know from the time you walked in to, in the morning done your weights and everything to the time you left after the rugby session in the afternoon. Yeah. But what made you decide then to come back to Pont, you know, was that always going to be the club that you were going to come back to when you stepped down from the professional level? Um, yeah, I can't see myself playing for any other Welsh Premiership team. Obviously, I had offers from other teams yeah. after the Blues and a couple from the English Championship and so on as well. But, All right. you know, because I had a young family and everything else and, you know, the ties I had with Ponty, you know, I was never really uh, in any doubt in my mind that I was going to come back and uh, finish off my career. Yeah. That's all it. Oh, great. But I suppose other highlights of your career, you've represented the Barbarians, haven't you? And, of course, a senior Cypress international. So um, how did that go? And have you any intention to play for Cypress again? Yeah, the Barbarians, you know, it's a huge honour. And just for me, but for my family as well, you know, they come down to Plymouth to watch the game as well. And, you know, it's just been great for all the hard work. You know, and dedication they put in running me around here then everywhere, especially my dad. And obviously supporting everything now for my wife and the kids as well. So yeah, it's a great occasion for them. Uh with regard to Cyprus, yeah, you know, I still got aspirations to play from but all their games seem to fall on big games for Ponty. Ah, right. So at the moment, you know, I gotta concentrate on Ponty and that's my bread and butter, but you yeah. know, if there's any other free weekends or you know, they need me to play then yeah, I'm more than happy to go out there and uh, have a run around in the sun. <laughs> So ring, you yeah. you still get the call from them now and again, is it? If uh, if you were free, you'd go. Yeah, definitely. You know, I still get uh, the odd text and the odd call, or you know, people contacting me and everything. I think I've got a game now in the next couple of weeks. Ah, right. Yeah, asked me to play in, but you know, at the moment, like I said, I'm just coming back from the shoulder operation as well, so I yeah, just want to get yeah. some rugby under my belt for Ponty, and then you know, see what happens next season. Then. Yeah. Looking back um, at your career in the past, you're, you're a pen code boy, is it, originally? Um, yeah. Was it the Warriors Academy then, because of the link between Bridge End and Ponty, was that what brought you to Pontypridd in the first place? Yeah, so obviously, uh, pen guy boy, I uh, went to pen guy comp, and uh, fortunate for me, Simon King was a PE teacher there. Yeah. And obviously he was coach at uh, Pontypridd at the time. as in the Warriors Academy, with uh, a few of the boys, the Ponty boys, I was the only Bridgem boy in there really at my age. Yeah. And uh, as soon as they went to Funk, then I had a choice either to go to the Ospreys or go to the Blues. Right. And uh, sign for Ponty or sign for Bridgend. And uh, I just gone so well with all the Ponty boys. And Simon King being a massive influence, you know, in school and everything, that uh, I decided to sign for Ponty and uh, I've just been here ever since, really. Did you feel any affinity towards Bridgend? I know you, you said earlier in this conversation that Ponty was the only club you'd come back to after being with the Blues but were there any thoughts of joining Pregend at any stage as your local club? To be honest with you, no, not really, I've never apart from the initial offer I was like 16 years ago from Pregend I've never really uh, spoken to anyone Pregend about going to play obviously, you know, it'd be great for them to stay in the Premiership this year and I always wish them well and you know, I hope they stay up because a lot of rugby talent in this area you know, especially with the young kids 
coming through now. So, you know, to answer your question, I don't really feel any affiliation to them, but, you know, I, I wish him well and I hope he's still up in the Premiership. Yeah. Oh, there we are. You're, you're a Ponty boy, we know, through and through now. So, uh, <laughs> looking back at your career again, I know you've been nominated as um, Premiership Player of the Year a couple of times, Welsh Sports Writer Player of the Year. Those were the glory days. You mentioned them, you know, earlier on about winning league and cup doubles. Um, it was a golden era for the club, really, wasn't it? But how do you compare now after you come back in 2016? What's it like at the club, you know, amongst the squad now to compare with those days from 10 years ago? Yeah, uh, mostly it's a different feeling, really. You know, uh, back, I say back in the day, but, you know, seven, eight years ago, all us boys had grown up together. So, like, so me... Uh, Locker, Shelley, Daisy, Duck, yeah. uh, Humbuzz, you know, we from the time we were 19 to wherever we were playing rugby week and we go to each other. So, yeah, it was a bit of a, you know, golden generation. I was just fortunate then as well. We had quality coaches and Chief and John Z, you know, Bowie was there as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, Godfrey was playing then as well. And it was a great, great uh, vibe around the club, really, you know, a bit of atmosphere, a bit of a buzz. Yeah. You know, but I think that's definitely still there. Well, um, all these youngsters are now coming through and that's where we are at the moment, you know. Yeah. Looking at the local clubs, looking at the youngsters and, you know, my role now and Locke's role and Shelley's role is, you know, to help these youngsters along and take over the mantle, really, and hopefully push on for honours. Yeah. People talk about a transition period, but it might be fair to say, you know, that Ponty at this stage are in sort of permanent transition because these young players just keep coming through. We lose players to professional level or whatever. Does it feel like season after season that it's rebuilding, you know, one season after another? Uh, yeah, just slightly. You know, we've got all these, you know, good kids coming in from uh, Camoyes and, you know, USW and everything else. But, you know, they're contracted to the Blues or the Academy. I think, ah, you don't stand in the way of professional, but, you know, so yeah. you push on, you know, you wish them well. Like, you know, we look at the Welsh international team now, you look at Dylan and yeah. Jared. And you've got the boys you know, playing the Blues or Belcher, Gary and all that. They were a massive part of that uh, golden yeah. period. You know, they've pushed on and you know, they're doing the business now for the Blues and Wales. You know, so we really wish them well. Obviously, yeah. at the moment, you've got uh, Mason with the under-20s. Yeah. You know, just sent a 17-year-old kid who's come to us, you know, and he's rugby raw. But, you know, just being with us, I think, and you know, being part of the environment has really helped him progress, you know, and he played really well the other night against France, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it is like a permanent transition, but that's where we are at the moment. I think that's where the Premiership is as well. Yeah, that's right. We've got some teams have got a stable squad and doesn't really change year on year. You know, if you want these youngsters to push on and become the next internationals, you know, you've got to give up the environment to flourish in and then hopefully they go on and do the business at regional level as well. Yeah. Well, you've got over 350, 357 appearances, I think, to date for Ponty. Have you set yourselves any target, you know, what does the future hold for you after this season then? Another season playing for Ponty? Um, yeah, I've got a little time in my head. I'd love to get to our 400 mark. Yeah. Um, obviously, the season's been really disrupted with the, the shoulders and injuries that out for yeah. six months. But yeah, um, obviously in talks at the moment with uh, Godfrey and everyone else about next year, but it's going to be a positive and, you know... My aim is to play next season for Ponty as well. Yeah. yeah, to carry on playing. But you are doing you're doing your coaching badges as well. I think is it? Yeah, so I've done my level three coaching. Uh, currently coaching Bridgen Schools under fifteen as well, and do a shield. So ah, right, I'm yeah. really enjoying that as well. And 
when I had my time off with my shoulder as well, you know, I was fortunate enough for Justin and Lee to have a look at forward play, you know, and do a bit of coaching and line out when Lee wasn't here and everything else. You know, that's something I really, really enjoy is the, the coaching aspect of things as well. So, yeah, you know, hopefully after my playing career, there'll be a, a role coaching, you know, hopefully a Ponty, but if not a Ponty, then I'll go and cut my teeth elsewhere. But yeah, I'd love to come back, you know, coach Ponty at some point. Oh, that's very interesting. And your job as well, away from, well, I say away from rugby, but it is rugby-related as a WRO yeah. hub officer. Does that help as well? Yeah, you know, my job, you know, it's great as rugby 24-7, really. You know, my house is obviously that Jacob and I are playing Tom the under eight as well, and he loves his rugby. So, you know, it is just rugby, rugby, rugby in my house. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the job, you know, is great. I could see these youngsters now, like I said, at the at the moment. You know, we've got a strong and 15s team, and hopefully these boys push on to play for, you know, Bridgend or the Ospreys or whatever, but, you know, if not, then uh, we'll get a couple of the Ponties as well. Like. So, All right, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the job as well, you know, it's working with different people, you know, in the school environment, you know, it's great. So, so yeah. what what school are you actually linked to then? So I'm in uh, college coming out of Oliveira, so oh, all right. uh, in uh, school in Tom B. Right. So from... Uh, well, from about 12 to 18 year old, so yeah, cover all the rugby from year seven up to senior rugby, boys, girls, mixed ability, ALN, everything really. So seven, fifteen, oh, it's great, it's real good. Excellent. Well, there you are. You're a man who lives and breathes rugby, obviously. Well, um, so grateful for you to come in on the show this evening, uh, Christic Amidis. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, good. You're listening to the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM with me, Gator Davis. We're right in the middle of the Six Nations campaign, which might be in danger of not being completed due to the threat of a coronavirus pandemic. Don't panic, don't panic. With the Ireland versus Italy game on Saturday already having been postponed. The grudge match between England and Wales, however, goes ahead on Saturday evening. And we go over now to our correspondent, Keris Davis, for a preview of what could be a David versus Goliath encounter. We all remember Kelly Jones of the Stereophonics standing with his guitar on a street corner and singing, As long as we beat the English, we don't care. A sentiment that most Welsh people would agree with. Never mind triple crowns and grand slams. Never mind how badly the Six Nations campaign is going. There's always that opportunity to beat the English. Well, it's one of those seasons for Wales. After a promising start with a home win against Italy, defeats away to Ireland and at home to France have left Wayne Pivak's team with no realistic hopes of silverware or glory. But as long as we beat the English. The grudge fixture against the old enemy has been played since 1881 when England beat Wales at Blackheath. And it's the men in white who have prevailed most times since then, but only just, with 63 victories to Wales' 59. Wales have not won a Twickenham in the Six Nations since way back in 2012. And it will be a tough ass to put that statistic to bed against the English juggernaut this coming Saturday. How will Wales approach this crunch fixture how will Wayne Pivax in his first campaign as head coach plan the assault on England's HQ? If a lynx is confronted by a grizzly bear, it's not going to propose a bout of sumo wrestling as a way to resolve the contest. There are times in the past when Wales have been bold, even reckless in their approach to such an encounter, relying on flair, 
brain rather than brawn to achieve success. The classic example was back in 1967 when England came to Cardiff confident of a share in the title, facing a Wales team who were on a run of defeats. The Welsh selectors pitched an unknown teenager into the fray and what's more, played him out of position. Fullback Keith Jarrett defeated all the odds and was the match winner, scoring 19 points in Wales's memorable 34 points to 21 victory. Can history repeat itself? Is there a Keith Jarrett in waiting amongst the current Wales squad? Could that role be taken by an unknown quantity in international terms, such as Gloucester wing Louis Rees Samet, if he is awarded his first cap? Or first Ponty fans, could it be one of our own in outside half Jared Evans, who has shown verve and potential in his three appearances off the bench so far in the Six Nations? Maybe in partnership with his former club colleague, the live wire, Thomas Williams. We live in hope for as long as we beat the English. Well, that's about it for another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed what's been on offer this week. Thank you to our special guest, Ponty stalwart Chris Dicamides, and to all our other contributors. Thank you also to our listeners and supporters. It's up the A470 for Ponty on Saturday to face Merthyr in the Valleys Derby, kicking off early at 1pm. Why not make a day of it to watch that game? You can travel on the Supporters Club coach, then back to the comfort of the Sardis Road Clubhouse to watch England versus Wales with food and entertainment laid on. That sounds like a plan. And finally, greetings to Ponty Rugby Director Dave Gooch whose highlight of the week, apparently, allegedly, is to listen to this show whilst having a long soak in a hot bath. I'm trying very hard to get that image out of my head as I bid you farewell, but happy bath time from us all, David. Next week's show will be a little different in its format, to be recorded at the Pontypridd RFC Clubhouse, giving supporters once more a chance to have their say. Power to the people. You've been listening to the Ponty Rugby Show, which is on air every Wednesday at 7pm on GTFM 107.9 FM. I'm Gator Davis, signing out for the time being. Have a good week. Till next week.